Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. Podcast. Um, I have to give you a little warning before this podcast. We went 23 minutes into the podcast and realized there was no uh, audio. Um, obviously, it was a Facebook Live, and so people did let us know. So you will find that the audio is a little sketchy, but still, it's a great topic. It's really about kidney stones, um, and you will learn whether kidney stones are due to your genes or are they due to your greens. And as always, when once you listen to the podcast, please reach out to us at holisticicon.com or um you can also reach out in our Facebook community, Holistic Icon Community. Uh, check out our uh, Facebook page, Nisha Chalam MD. And as always, we are open to questions. And our goal has always been to empower our clients so, because an empowered patient is probably one of our best patients. So here is both uh, myself and Marina. And we are here talking about kidney stones. And once again, I apologize about the audio, but I think you would get a good uh, amount of information from it. Thank you. Once again, Dr. Shalom and Marina. <laughs> and we're going to have to stop this all over. We went over like almost 20 minutes of yeah, telling you everything, everything about uh, kidney stones. So we're going to... Uh, my whole weekend. <laughs> Once again, Holistic Icons podcast is about um, Marina's personal experience. And a lot of times, what we experience in life is what we learn lessons from, right? And so Marina is going to be talking about um, how her weekend went. And I'm going to have her start all over <laughs> since it looks like just me and her had a chat. Well, it was fun. <laughs> well, so Marina, let's start off with why are we going to educate people about kidney stones today? Well, because I had a fun little expedition this weekend. Okay. All I know is you texted me saying you couldn't show up on Monday when we were all getting ready to <laughs> pack and move. I really just didn't want to pack and move, that's all. So I right, can thank my boyfriend for going through some pain so I don't have to move. But um, so on Sunday, we were floating down the river in Ann Arbor. And uh, he had some champagne. I wasn't drinking some water and maybe had a Coke in the morning or whatever. Um and towards the end of our little float, started getting some cramps. And about an hour later, we ended up at the hospital. And he had a kidney stone. So <laughs> that's how I spent my Sunday, which is fine. Which is as good as having a baby. It's the same thing. That's what everybody was telling us. The nurse. <laughs> that was funny. One, at one point, said, did you hear her? Did you hear what she said? This is worse than a baby. I said, well, I mean, I had drugs. So, yeah, my baby was fine. But, um, but yeah, so about seven hours, eight hours in the hospital. And it was not pleasant for anybody. So now, you know, two days later, I think he was feeling better. I started lecturing him. So this is the continuation of this lecture. And I got the doctor in on it. And he's actually here now listening. So hopefully <laughs> round three of this will work. <laughs> so when you say round three, um, and he's had to do some prior. So he had one six years ago. Was yeah. his first one. I'm sorry. I'm totally like calling you out on this. And you're actually here listening. And I kind of feel bad about it now. But <laughs> 
That's all right. So, um, so 10 years ago, there was a one episode, and this is, a, uh, this is very important. We're going to talk about what a condition called nephromatiasis or kidney stones. And um, the biggest challenge I think I have with this is kidney stones have become so common yeah. that um, it's like a routine stuff, just like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And I've said this before, our medical system has made pathology and disease states to be normal and to be accepted. So the first time that he had it, um, he was in the hospital, and then they sent him to the urologist. And basically all he said was, you've had this, you're going to get it again. You can drink more water. You should drink more water. You can have some lemonade and or lemon juice, which we've been arguing about, and we'll get into that at the end yeah. of this. But um and yet the no raw spinach thing, which I think is kind of like the popular idea. And I think a lot of people do get confused about that part of it. So once again, what are kidney stones? Basically, they're called stones because they are crystals. They're crystal, they're solid structures. And the kidney, as we all know, is the organ in the body that gets rid of our waste products through um, dissolving it in water. Our liver gets rid of fat soluble stuff through the bile and the bile goes into the gut and that's how the bowel movements really get rid of all the waste products in a solid structure whereas the kidneys get it get rid of it in a liquid form mm-hmm. so, so taxing yeah a liquid so we shouldn't have solid in the kidneys mm-hmm. when you have solid in the kidneys then that is a stone so the commonest stone is something we call calcium oxalate and that's what they, most people get calcium. 80% yeah. of kidney stones are calcium oxalate. Calcium is a very important um, building block for our bone health. Mm-hmm. Uh, calcium deposits in uh, the, um, uh, the metabolism of calcium is really governed by three hormones. You have the parathyroid hormone, you have the calcitonin, and you have vitamin D. So they all work together based aim to maintain your calcium balance. Well, we're saying it's a very complex process. <laughs> Basically, it's a very complex process. It's not as simple as I ate raw spinach, therefore I got kidney stones. There's a lot more that needs to happen for you to get kidney stones. So getting back to uh, how do kidney stones form, a lot of times uh, we talk about um, the acidic. Urine has to be acidic because that's what it does. It gets rid of the acid and detoxes you. But when you make it very alkaline, you actually form stones, and you don't mm-hmm. form stones just in the kidneys, but everywhere else in the body. So this is for all of those of us who walk around drinking alkaline water, trying to alkalinize your body. That is not normal. Our body's pH is 7.4, and the body has a very innate mechanism to heal. So you don't want to push it to too much an acidic state or an alkaline state. You really want to allow the body to physiologically function. So there different parts of the body. Some parts are supposed to be alkaline, some parts are supposed to be acidic. And so when we jump on this, oh, you know, alkalizing, that prevents cancer and this and that, and you're drinking alkaline water, but you're alkalizing your gut and your stomach where you're trying to break down food and make it acidic, like, you know, you're kind of missing the point there. So anyways, basically, it's just you can't put a blanket over everything. Right. It's all right. got, it's different thing. It's different process that happens. We all that the best way to take care of yourself is allow your body to do its job. If its physiology is optimized, this is not about getting well, 
or uh, trying to do something really well uh, in terms of, oh, I eat really healthy or I drink enough water, but if you're constantly stressed, that can also impact. The goal is to allow the body to work optimally. So what are the things that we need in order to prevent um, kidney stones is what we have to look at. Number one, you got to hydrate yourself because the kidneys, remember the way they get, they have all this junk coming out into the kidneys. The way they get rid of it is through a, a water medium. So if you're dehydrated, which was one of the things that happened, yep. I think the whatever crystals went through the kidneys, they just got stuck to each other and therefore formed stones rather than going out through the urine. The second aspect of it is also how much, what is the balance of the meals that you have? Now, I remember when, when nobody heard our <laughs> audio, you mentioned that Brandon had Coke in the morning. Now you'll find nobody drinks a Coke just once in a while. If you drink Coke, you have a habit of drinking Coke. That's a habit, yep. Right. And Coke has nothing but sucrose. It's sugar, glucose. Glucose puts you at a very high risk of forming kidney stones. And usually it's a, a consistent insult to your kidneys. So one of the studies that uh, we mentioned was uh, in the New England Journal of Medicine, there was a study that um, showed um, it was a, a specific uh, person. It was a 56-year-old who actually died from what we called oxalate nephropathy. Oxalate nephropathy is just a fancy term of saying he had those oxal uh, oxalic acid, the crystals, uh, in the kidneys. Mm -hmm. And there was a pathology in the kidneys, so then the nephropathy. And what he was doing, it was he was drinking 16 eight-ounce glasses of iced tea a day. That's a lot. That's yeah. not normal. And that's not normal, right. So when you do 60 now, I don't know if he put his iced tea had sugar in it, whether it was a sugar or tea, but tea is one of the commonest reasons why people have kidney stones. When you overdrink, overdrink coffee is a problem, overdrink tea is a problem. That's 124 ounces. Unless I don't know how to do math, which could be a bit. But yeah, that's how much. That's a lot. Iced tea. That's a lot of iced tea, but that's what the... This thing is not as simple as, oh, you just had a kidney stone, your kidney stone will be fine as long as you pass it and you have pain initially and you'll be fine. The problem is when you have it on a consistent basis, it actually will damage your kidneys eventually. And a lot of people just um, kind of make it normal. In fact, the medical system has made it very normal for you to have a kidney stone. Um, I remember when I used to cover the hospital, they say, oh, we got, this guy's got just another kidney stone, just the usual. We'll give him narcotics, give him hydration. Uh, urology will see him in the morning and they will they zap the stone. Out. Yeah, either they zap the stone or he'll pass the stone and everything will be fine. That's not so true. You got to look at what a lot of things ha have to have gone really wrong for you to have had those kidney stones form. And I think that's very crucial to remember. So let's look at the reasons why somebody would form kidney stones. Number one, you do need to have a genetic trait. And the second one, the most important part, is how we live our lives. Is there a lot of sugar on a day-to-day -day basis? If you really look at the American diet, when you look from breakfast all the way up to dinner, those of us who never drink water but finish every meal with the tea or with uh, soda, we have a problem there. That's a lot of sucrose or glucose in one meal. 
Number two, a high meat diet also creates that problem with forming uh, stones. Now, the two commonest stones in the kidneys, one, the 80% I said is calcium oxalate. The, uh, a good percentage is what we call uric acid. Uric acid is the breakdown of meat, which is purines. And it, it, the difference between the two is the calcium oxalate, when you do an x-ray, you can actually see it. Uric acid, you cannot see it with x-ray. You actually need to shoot the dye to mm -hmm. see that you have a stone. So both of these are extremely painful. Yes, they may be transient pain, but if you keep having them over and over again, it's a disruption. How many hours you lost sleep? You lost a day of work. When you actually look at it, he lost a day of work. Yeah. Thanks, Yeah, that's, a, that's it just disrupts your life. And I think it, in many ways, it's also a signal that your physiology is disrupted. It's not just about kidney stones. That may have been the weakest thing that may be your mm -hmm. genetic trait. It also mm -hmm. means your physiology is disrupted. Yep. Now, uh, the part about don't eat raw spinach is also something I have to mention. I've had patients who are very healthy. They um, run for uh, a hobby. So they're marathon runners. And then they eat spinach. And they have a higher tendency to have uh, kidney stones. So that's a huge part of uh, the problem, too, because oxalate-rich plants really have what we, uh, the ox, uh, oxalic acid, which can get precipitated in that atmosphere in the kidney, uh, in the urine. And you'll find things like star fruit, which I said I don't like, but you said you really like it. Black pepper, parsley, poppy seeds, amaranth, spinach, chard, beets, cacao, chocolate, a lot of nuts, berries, um, the fishtail palms, which I think is, again, a form of green New Zealand spinach and beans. Now, as much as I said, meat eaters get more kidney stones and vegetarians get less. The reason these are listed, I think, I don't know who they studied these on, but it's, I do find that if people are eating only raw spinach as the form of a vegetable, it can be a problem. And we did speak briefly about the diversity of our gut. Our mm. gut has to have a diverse bacteria. And we've always spoken about this. The less diverse your bacteria, gut bacteria, I say the smaller the diversity, the larger the hospitals, right? Because you tend to have more disease. So if you're eating only one type of food, you're one of those that I don't have time to cook. I got to run to Tim Hortons in the morning and the afternoon. I grab something from Panera Bread, even if it's a spinach salad. And then the night, I just got to grab a, a taco or a burger on my way home. Mm -hmm. And then you do the same things over and over again. You're getting only one type of bacteria in your gut. And they have found that people who have to kidney stones don't have a certain type of bacteria. So the way to get a wide variety of bacteria in your gut is to eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. A very high fiber, high plant-based diet. I'm not saying meat is bad or anything, or like don't eat any meat. But you have to look at the balance. And when you're eating a lot of meat, a lot of sugar, and like your vegetables are all coming down, you are disrupting your gut bacteria and just your whole overall internal environment that produces these kinds of diseases that you want to normalize. Right. And I think it's... The most important is when you said the word fiber. We're not talking about go buy fiber yeah. and put it into your food, but you want to have a variety of fiber because 
we are really populated with a lot of different bacteria. So if you're one of those who's been eating only one type of vegetable and you say, you know, I just love potatoes, that's all I would eat. And then now you're trying to expand into others and you have a bloating sensation that is very normal because your gut does not have the bacteria to break that down. So slowly increase the intake of your fruits and vegetables. We really recommend being plant strong and well hydrated in order to avoid kidney stones. Then there are other things, like I mentioned, the tea is very important. Drinking a whole bunch of tea, as much as is great for most conditions, when it comes to a genetic tendency to have kidney stones, premature tea, tea can actually precipitate kidney stones. Mm -hmm. You've got to be very careful with that. Um, but, I mean, to mention, it was 124 ounces that that one person was drinking. Right. So that right. very excessive. Yes, but it, it also, in general, when they have found... Um, um, the uh, risk factors right. for kidney stones, he, is, he was, in fact, of all the leaves, tea leaves can put you at a high, mm -hmm. it's very high in oxalic acid. Okay. Yes, but when you get the extract, the drink, which we drink is by boiling the tea leaves, we don't get as much. So it's not oh. a big risk. Okay. It's just that the iced tea this gentleman was drinking, which caused his death, it was 16 cups, mm -hmm. eight ounce cups in one day for so many years that actually damaged his kidneys. If you're one of those that has gouty arthritis or kidney stones, you really need to start working with someone who can look at what is your metabolic imbalance? How do we prevent the precipitation of these oxalic acid or the uric acid? How do we prevent all of this getting into your kidneys? Because it's just an alarm. It's not a simple condition that, you know, oh, it's fast, now you're fine, and everything is back to normal. Or, oh, you're going to have to deal with this again in 10 years. You don't. You don't. You don't. Actually, you need to re-change, get, get to the root cause of why you have kidney stones. It's all about what you might be doing or not doing. That is causing it. So the few things that we want to do is um, things that actually cause a lot of calcium go down your kidneys is glucose, which I mentioned. If you're drinking on a regular basis, Coke or any of the sweetened drinks, including green tea, that can be a huge risk. Uh, number two, um, it can be also um, alcohol. A lot mm -hmm. of um, alcohol, usually for uric acid stones, mm -hmm. is actually alcohol, particularly beer. So uric acid with gout. It's, oh, it's with gout, yeah, yes, correlate. and it can actually put you at a higher risk. And then we spoke about the beans and the spinach, chard, parsley, uh, the beet tops, and the berries actually are also associated with kidney stones. So doesn't mean you got to stop doing all of these. It's right, like when you're doing this, what are the other things that you're doing that puts you at a higher risk for forming stones? Something that you said earlier too, I think when we had no audio was, it's not necessarily these foods that are causing you to have the kidney stone is the environment that in your body is not right to be able to process these things. These things are normal in nature and your body should be able to deal with it, but it's not able to because of other underlying issues that are going on. So when we look so much at, oh, it's the raw spinach, you can't have raw spinach, like you're honing in on this thing that is kind of, you're missing the point. Raw spinach particularly is the only issue to the other things. But in general, if you're doing only raw spinach, that can be an issue. So you need to, like we always say, you have to have a diverse uh, food um, choices. Uh, like I mentioned also before the audio, we realized there was no audio. If 10 people are working in a work 
uh, area and only one person is doing all of the work and nine of them don't have any work, that one person is bound to tire and falter and make a mistake. So you really want to give your gut bacteria a variety of food. That's number one. Number two is you want to stay well hydrated so these things can get flushed down. Um, a lot of times we forget to drink water. We wait for the thirst to kick in. And in a place like Michigan, where it's kind of cool most of the time, this particular summer has been overall cool, you're not necessarily feeling thirsty. You're always mm -hmm. in, the, in an air-conditioned atmosphere. You don't think about it. And then you're drinking other liquids, which are not necessarily hydration. Coffee doesn't hydrate you. Tea doesn't hydrate you necessarily. Uh, definitely the pops don't hydrate you. Juices don't hydrate you. They have more of the sugar. So they, for every cup of coffee you drink, you've got to drink two cups of water for the amount of water it takes out of you. So it's important to stay well hydrated, important to avoid sugar, important to avoid too much of one type of vegetable. you got to have a variety. And, um, and as you increase your variety, do it slowly so the gut bacteria has time to break down all of these fibers and uh, create that atmosphere so things don't precipitate. When they precipitate, they become solid. So the kidneys should not be having any solid and uh, the gut should not have anything liquid. You don't want to have diarrhea and neither do you want to have stones. So it's very important to understand if any of these happen, there's a disruption of the balance. Now, um, there are certain things you can do if you have been prone to kidney stones and what can you do to shift that. Very important, magnesium. The lack of magnesium actually creates more of the kidney stones. So magnesium hydroxide, magnesium, there are magnesium gluconate, glycinate, oxide, and citrate. You really want magnesium hydroxide to prevent kidney stones. B6 vitamins are very important. Now, the calcium, um, you don't want to over- uh, do the calcium. Remember, the calcium metabolism is by three major hormones I mentioned, parathyroid hormone, vitamin D, and the calcitonin. So the balance is really kept maintained by these hormones. The things that disrupt the calcium metabolism is if you are a big runner. When you run, mm -hmm. you elute the calcium out of your bones. So a lot of runners really need to get into strength training. Otherwise, you lose your bone mass. Um, that's another very important part of uh, making sure you don't land up with kidney stones. Um, any, uh, the other things is, um, other than a balanced, uh, plant-strong diet, I'm not saying you have to be plant-based, but being plant-strong is very important. Plant-based is even better. Lots of fiber. The, traditionally, when you look at the oldest um, uh, tribe, a human tribe that's um, living today is in Africa, they're Fiber intake is 140 grams. Wow. Our fiber intake is 25 grams. That's on a best. good day for, yeah. On a good day, yes. Most people are like under 10 grams yeah. of fiber. I think 14, yeah, only like 14 is recommended. Right. Which is so, if, if, no, the, what is recommended now is 25 for men, 20 for women, yeah, which is much, up. much lesser. Mm -hmm. um, um, in our practice, we really recommend people try to get to 40, 45 grams of uh, fiber. If you can go higher, it's good, but a lot of our clients do have bloating sensation because we have to admit the fact that our lives are very different from traditional uh, our ancestors. We have a lot more modern stressors, modern food. Our food is not even this, um, you know, what we would get seasonally and locally. It, uh, our, most of our food travels 
uh, like 7,000, 8,000 miles before they get on our plate. Mm-hmm. So another very important thing besides the fiber, the hydration, the plant strong is to buy locally and seasonally. So if you are growing your own uh, fruits and vegetables, you're probably at a better advantage. If it is seasonal, so I don't want you to be, uh, to be making, uh, growing tomatoes in, under artificial, um, in an artificial state, like in the middle of December. You got to look at what is seasonal, and that's probably the hardest thing in Michigan because during the peak winter seasons through December, January, and February, I think there are only three vegetables that are seasonal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that doesn't make it too easy. It doesn't make it very easy, but uh, even otherwise, the hydration part of it, making sure those vegetables are a good part of your diet is also very important. Again, cook your food. Um, it does break down a few of those things, but you puts you at a lesser risk for having those stones. So um, hydration, cooking your greens, um, variety of vegetables, high fiber, um, anything else that we miss, and yeah. of course, knowing your genetic trait. And the big ones, decreasing sugar, sugar, decreasing yes. your uh, animal protein intake, because those are all the things that are correlated with having increased um, kidney stones. And even yeah. actually a diet high in saturated fat, which is basically the same thing as having a diet high in uh, animal proteins, the same mm-hmm. milk, right? The milk. Mm-hmm. Whole milk is a huge problem. Yeah. And you know, you're, everyone's pushing the calcium with the milk and that's really not quite the right way to go either. But so increasing your fruits and vegetables slowly cooking if you are prone to kidney stones but i mean the biggest thing is getting that internal environment to a place where it can deal with these things and get it out and function properly um decrease your sugar decrease meat consumption increase fiber natural like food fiber <laughs> not meant to be solar whatever yeah uh, hydration right uh, emphasize enough hydration Particularly if you drink uh, coffee, tea, and alcohol, you're more dehydrated. So make sure you make extra efforts to hydrate during uh, those times. So if you guys have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But otherwise, we're going to wrap it up with probably our um, food is medicine. Um, yes, there's no, on our Facebook page, you can ask us questions, but it shows there's e-commerce, not going C4, so I'm not really sure. I'm trying to tip them in. If we can't get to them now, we'll just um, answer them later. Yeah, we'll just write to you. I'm not sure what's going on. But, um, yeah, so for the food as mess, I mentioned when we were in the hospital, and he said the last time he went, the urologist told him, drink lemonade, mm-hmm. which is just kind of like almost quackery to say it that way. So in terms of the studies, the reason you want lemon juice, first of all, because lemonade in itself is basically like water and sugar. I mean, you'd be very hard-pressed to find, like, really good lemonade. And as we said, sugar increases the risk of kidney stones. So you're really making it worse for yourself. But um, so lemon juice has citric acid, which can you tell me about that a little bit more? <laughs> Was it low citrate excretion um, increases kidney stones? Right? Yeah, about okay. the, uh, the more alkaline, the mm-hmm. more uh, stones form. Okay. So citric acid, the acidity will actually help. Okay. Go out. Right. Yeah. So lemon juice has five times more citric acid or citrate mm-hmm. than orange juice, which mm-hmm. is why it's recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the studies that this is actually based off of, the people were drinking two liters a day of lemonade made with four ounces of lemonade. That's a lot for 
what, three and a half years that they were drinking this every single day. So to kind of like willy nilly tell somebody to drink lemonade and they're going to do it once in a while and they're going to do the sugary drink is just nonsense. Yes. So in order to get the benefits, you want the actual lemon juice squeezed in some water, but it was quite a lot, four ounces every day for almost four years, but it decreased the recurrence of um, uh, kidney stones by 87%. So I think they said like one person had a recurrence. Yeah. And it was a small study, but we struggle to figure out how to prevent. But truly, we have to be about prevention. When you look at traditional medical, when I say traditional, I'm not talking about old medical, but the current medical um, system, it's your only option for acute care. It's the best option you have for acute care. When it comes to chronic issues, like where you have recurring kidney stones or recurring gallstones, recurring issues with diverticulosis, you really need to look at the root cause. And if you look across the board, it's all the same. It's really managing your stress, taking a whole bunch of fiber. And I, I hate to say it, but it's very important, having a very good poop. Yeah. yeah. If you're not pooping every day, there's something that's wrong. And you should come see us and talk to us about your poop. Because that tells us a lot, actually. <laughs> True. So um, our goal has been, number one, to educate power you. And hopefully we're doing that with this uh, podcast, too. Um, uh, the kidney stones are not normal. You should not accept it as something like, oh, it's just a kidney stone. No, it is a warning of something bad to happen. may not be in the next one or two years. It could be in the next 10 to 20 years. So if you're in your 20s or 30s, like in your 50s and 60s, when you're at the peak of your career is when your disease processes really bring you down. And uh, most of the times we tell people, take care of yourself mm -hmm. in your 20s and 30s so you may actually enjoy yourself by the time you're in your 50 and 60 when you have the money and the health to enjoy life. Because what people tend to do is they work so hard, they ignore all of their symptoms all through their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and finally in their late 60s want to retire, and then the late 60s and early 70s, they are trying to go on these trips because they have the money, but they don't have the health. Yeah. And um, I, I really, we would like you to avoid those things, be well-educated, well-informed. And as always, at uh, Holistic and Integrative Center of Novi, our goal is to help you find your best doctor, and that will always be you. So um, did you want to wrap it up with uh, uh, food as medicine? Oh, it was the lemon. The lemon. The lemon, oh. <laughs> the the lemon juice, not lemonade okay. okay make that clear so you so, want four ounces every day of lemon juice freshly squeezed from a lemon to get the citric acid to help deal with and break down basically yeah the kidney stones well that's one part of it that's the treatment part right. of it. but in general mm -hmm. for overall health lemon has a lot of other um yes. medicinal properties good for digestion very good for yeah. digestion so waking up in the morning having that squeeze of lemon water or lime in your warm water not cold water but warm water helps the digestive process or room temperature water so uh, make sure that that's a part of your uh, daily um habit of hydration and I think with that, we're going to wrap it up. If there are any questions, go ahead and post them and we will answer them. And hopefully the second time around, we did have audio because I know somebody said they had audio. And uh, once again, I hope this information has been useful and you can actually apply it in your daily lives. Thank you once again for joining us at our podcast and we will be back next week. And if there are some topics that you would like to hear about, 
Um, as you can see, we take topics that we actually experience on a weekly basis. Well, unless it won't be my topic. <laughs> and I hope it doesn't, it's not mine either, but it can be. So do, do let us know if there's something that you would like to hear about. Otherwise, we will pick a topic that's very commonly uh, seen in our practice and we will um, once again educate you so you don't have to um, accept and live with chronic disease for the rest of your life. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chellum's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on amazon.com.